The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. We appreciate you joining us for our latest alumni podcast. We've had so much fun with these, and joining us now is the guy who pretty, he pretty much was the Rays' first pitching star, and he also was the guy who said, hey, in 2008, we're going to be winners, and we're going to be special, and we're going to be something, and that's Scott Casimir. And it's great to see you, Kaz. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing, Neil? First of all, how are you and your growing family doing uh, during the pandemic? What's it been like for you? You now have two two boys, uh, all under three years old. All under three years old. It's uh, it's definitely uh, entertaining and uh, never a dull moment with these guys. Uh, you know, it's it seems like uh, there's always something going on. There's always something they're getting into and, and stuff. Uh, I'm enjoying every moment. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely crazy, crazy having uh, you know the eight-month-old right now with uh, transitioning him into his own room and stuff like that. But uh, I'm I'm excited to be home and and enjoy every experience of this, every moment. How is the rest of your family, and have they been able because of the pandemic? Have they been able to see their uh, their grandkids at all during this? It's been tough. It's been tough the past, uh, I guess you'd say, two months now. It's been it's been sparing that they've been able to uh, to to see the kids just in the fact that uh, both of my parents have cancer and mm. both of them are on chemotherapy, so their immune systems are low to where we have to be very careful. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of FaceTime calls and, and stuff like that. Anytime that we are together, we, def- we definitely take every precaution, uh, you know, as far as gloves and masks and everything. But we try to uh, you know at least make once a week to where you know, they can see their grandparents and, and uh, you know, everyone can uh, see everyone, but uh, it's, it's tough right now. I hope that things are going okay with both, thing, both of them hearing that. I had read about your, your mom because that was, she was dealing with originally right when you stopped playing for a bit, correct? Correct, correct. Well, that, was, that was right when she got diagnosed with stage three multiple myeloma, and this is her second go around uh, with cancer. She had uh, breast cancer when I was back in middle school, uh, but, uh, Right now, everything's in, in remission with her, and uh, you know she's she has to take a uh, consistent low dose of, of chemotherapy, and you know that kind of keeps her immune system low at times. You know, kind of like a, a week, a month. So uh, you know, we're definitely uh, uh, precautious about all that, and and take uh, take measures. And uh, and my dad just got done with his chemotherapy, and uh, everything went well uh, so far. We're looking to maybe have a, a, a surgery uh, in the coming coming weeks. And then after that, hopefully we'll be in the clear. So uh, just staying positive. That would be awesome news. Has all of your family and your friends, have they all avoided uh, coronavirus to this point? Have you been fortunate in that regard? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't there's no one directly uh, that, that, that I've, I've been in contact with that has had COVID. Seems like it's 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 spreading a lot more, and I'm in Houston right now, so it seems like it's spreading a little bit more uh, recently, which makes us a little bit worried. But uh, you know, at the same time, we're like I said, we're staying positive, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can get through this. And I guess the positive too in this is that you're getting to spend the extra time with your boys. That maybe if baseball had to shut down, you actually might not have. Exactly, and I'm I'm cherishing every moment of this. I mean, you know, we're seeing them 
you know, start to, uh, our two-year-olds start to talk and, and everything, and we're working with them every day. It's just great to be able to be hands-on and, and seeing every milestone that they, that they uh, accomplish. It's, it's really nice to be able to, to be there for that. So before all this started, um, you were in the midst, if I'm right, of your second comeback attempt? I was. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Actually, just threw a bullpen uh, right before we got on this call. So, uh, yeah, very much so. I feel, I feel great. Yeah. You know, uh, posted a couple videos here and there of showing my progress. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm facing live hitters. I've been facing live hitters for the past month, I guess. And, uh, I mean... I'm in mid-season form. I haven't stopped since. You know, it was kind of something to keep me keep me sane throughout the entire time. I have a, a mound and, and you know a, a private setup to where I could keep practicing, and uh, that's, that's what I've been doing. Did this start? I, I had read you kind of got in shape because you were surfing, and and then that kind of <laughs> led her. Is that is that right? It, it, yeah, yeah. For the most part, uh, we were actually we had our first baby when I was when I was with LA, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at Cedars Sinai, and we had uh, uh, the doctor we had was was amazing, and we knew that you know if we were gonna have a second kid, it would be there. And so we ended up uh, going to LA and spending the last three months before uh, before delivery, uh, and uh, we were next to the water, and I, I really wanted to learn how to surf and and uh, you know just get a a good hobby to where I could just stay in, stay in shape and. And still have fun. I always wanted to surf. We went to Hawaii probably like a month before that, and I did. Uh, Kim got me a lesson, and I was hooked after that. So like, I wanted to get back to the states, wanted to get back to California, and and and, uh, and start surfing. So uh, you know, I, I I got some lessons and ended up going to uh, to the beach every single morning for the most part. And uh, for the first first month, I was just getting my getting my butt whooped the entire time. Just uh, drinking probably like a gallon of water throughout the entire uh, <laughs> session, just, just learning and everything and, and just, uh, you know, just making so many wrong moves and, and just not getting on my feet. And then once I, once I really got it, it was, it was so much fun. And I, I, I was, I was out there pretty much half the day, it seemed like. And, you know, just from paddling that whole time with my arms, uh, you know, I actually started, uh, you know, really building up my, uh, my shoulders and everything. But, uh, you know, I started to get just from, just from forward motions. I was like, okay, I'm getting a little tight. Let's start doing some Pilates just to get, I mean, just to get in shape for surfing, you know? And, and, uh, it was probably within that, that, uh, two and a half months have gone by and, and, uh, it was the all-star break. And uh, a buddy of mine, Kendall Graveman, was uh, rehabbing at the time, and he came down to visit for All-Star break, and uh, he needed someone to throw with. And uh, so we just went to a park and played a little catch. And, I mean, first throw I made, it seemed like it was just, like, jumping out of my arm. I was like, wait a second. You know, this this feels good. And uh, ever since then, I just I stuck with it and just been making progress a little bit after a little bit. And, uh, you know, here we are. I feel like I'm kind of back to what I was. I saw your Instagram video. Um, you you were it looked like a, like an easy low 90s that you were throwing. Like there was more in the tank. Yeah. Where, oh, yeah. where are you at right now with your Vivo? Well, it's it's. It, I, I tell a lot of people uh, with 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 veterans or certain people, it's like it's it's crazy to be able to. You see some guys that you know get drafted and and. Uh, you know, they could throw a bullpen at like 94, 95, no problem. 
you know, and then you get to the veteran guys and it's kind of tough to get that adrenaline going again after mm-hmm. you've had it before and, uh, and, and really be able to, you know, light up the radar gun on a bullpen. So for me to be able to throw 92, and that's something that I haven't been able to do, even with the Rays, you know, I remember I'd be mm-hmm. in Toronto and I'm throwing 96, 97, and I'm warming up my eight pitches in, uh, in between innings and I can't break 88, 89. Then a batter gets in there and I'm ready to go. So it's very encouraging where I'm at right now, that's for sure. Uh, it just feels like it's it's my delivery is simple now. You know, when I came, when I made the comeback the first time, I was I created as much as I could just to get momentum, and uh, you know, just find a way to make it work. And now I've had the time to be able to simplify everything, and and I feel like I'm in a very good place. You truly are doing this, or you have to be for the love of the game, because I mean, it sounds like you've got so much going for you. You've got a young family. Um, you've made what almost a hundred million dollars in gross in the game. Why, why do you want to do this so badly right now? And why do you want to come back? Uh, I, like you said, I love the game. I really do. I, I love competing for the most part. Uh, and that's something that that's been the motivational factor throughout this entire thing is knowing what I, I feel like I'm capable of doing and just being out there and, and competing at a major league level you know, in the atmosphere that it's at, it's, it's something you can't replicate. I've tried it already, uh, with a a number of different hobbies. I mean, I was, before last year I was, I was in a, I was in a race car trying to, you know, on a track trying to, uh, you know, just get that, that competitive, uh, juices going again. But, uh, you know, it just, it, it wasn't the same. And I I feel like, uh, you know, I'm not done yet with, with baseball. I feel like I have a lot more, a lot more left and uh you know the drive and the love is still there that's for sure as a young dad would it mean that much more to have your kids actually see you pitch in a big league game and have them really remember it yes and that's that that's another big motivational factor along with all this is is to be able to actually see my son uh on a baseball field playing and, and, and being able to remember it, you know, being able to look back and, and have memories of, of all that. That's something that uh, I'm definitely striving. I want to touch on uh, some memories that he wouldn't know about yet too. Um, but I'm also curious, how have you changed as a, as just as a pitcher, like from when you were with the Rays, you were a power guy and then you really had to, I wouldn't say totally reinvent yourself, but you were different when you went through Oakland and, and Cleveland and Houston. What changed and how, how have you even taken another step in terms of your evolution? Uh, I feel like I've been five different pitchers throughout the course of my career, to be honest with you. And, and uh, you know, it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, you, it's, it's, it's tough to really get consistency going when, when, when you do kind of change things and, and everything. But, uh, a lot of stuff started out physical to where I would manipulate. And next thing you know, it, it just, it would, it would be me just trying to compensate to get the job done for the most part. And that morphed into a different delivery. And then, then it, then it didn't, didn't work. And I would go to a crazy delivery that I started when I was making my first comeback to where, you know, those subtle things to where I, I could not get my balance. I couldn't get any drive. There was a ton of things that I was lacking to where I just created a leg kick that swung super high, swung me backwards to where I would 
all my weight would be back and then I would just sling it all forward and it worked. It, it, it's, um, it was almost like a, a hybrid of my old self and you know, this, this new delivery to where in turn I was, I was hiding the ball and, and, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was consistent with it, but the drawback of that is that's putting your body through a lot of work to be able to consistently make the, uh, you know, make all your pitches and, and, uh, and be able to recover after that. So, where I'm at now, it's 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 a simple delivery to where it's 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 efficient, and I feel like that's that's something that I started off with in the beginning of my. Career. And you added a changeup and a curveball, though a slow curve when you came back last time versus being more fastball slider. Are you now when whoever uh, decides to go your route, four pitch guy? I would be able to. My slider's back now. Hmm. That's something that I'm very excited about. That I I never. Once I made my comeback, even back in, in 2009, I did not have my slider. And I developed my change up and, and thankfully it was, it was good enough to be able to uh, keep everyone off my fastball. But, uh, you know, it, it, it came down to me being a two pitch pitcher at one point. And, and that's when uh, then, then right after that, I tried to make my comeback and it was that change up with, with a, a cutter, a little baby cutter and a get me over curveball. And that was something that, uh, just by, by delivery, I was able to produce those pitches, you know, cause it's, it, that, that's kind of everything with, with, uh, off speed pitches, fastballs. It, it's being able to repeat your delivery and being able to get that extension to, to get whatever break or velocity you want, you know, and that's something that I was, that I would, I would lack. And I feel like right now, I feel like I, everything is, is working to where I can mer like morph both pitchers together. Now. Do, do you think that a team would bring you to a 50 man group if assuming baseball resumes and everything goes on schedule for early July or how would you be able to, is this kind of slow that comeback effort a little bit? Uh, I wouldn't see why not. Uh, especially with, with what I've been doing, you know, as far as seeing hitters, I mean, I've been seeing hitters for the past for the past month now. I feel like I'm ready. There's always going to be that adrenaline adrenaline factor and, and kind of nerve factor once you know you get out there and actually facing major league hitters and and have that uh, you know the crowd and the whole atmosphere there. But uh, I think that's just gonna just gonna pump everything up a little bit more and and uh, and just get me going more. So uh, I'm excited and I'm I'm ready for the challenge. Well, I'm rooting for you for sure, and I know a lot of race fans are. I want to touch on some of your moments in terms of your rise to the big leagues and in that 2008 season. What do you remember about the day you were traded to Tampa Bay from the Mets? I mean, that certainly obviously got you. It was only four starts later that you ended up in the big leagues. Mm -hmm. that, was a, that was a weird moment just for the fact that I, I want to say I made two or three starts in double A. I just got called up to double A. And, you know, we had, uh, I think it was Ken Overfell was, was the manager. We had Jerry Royce as my pitching coach. Hojo as the, uh, as the hitting coach. It was, you know, it was, it was awesome setup. And I was, I was thriving there. I was like, okay, you know, you know, we're getting somewhere. And then all of a sudden, uh, I get a call the day before my start. I get a call in the office and Obi told me I was traded. I, I, I really started laughing. I thought he was joking. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's everything, everything happened so fast after that, you know, I, I get to my locker, getting phone calls from, 
you know, everyone with the Rays and, and, uh, you know, Chuck Lamar and everyone. And, and they're like, you know, get on a plane. We're sending out to Montgomery right now. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a shock, you know, for the, you know, for me just to, you know, have that change happen so quick, you know, we went from just packing your bags up and, and, you know, going to a different team and, uh, you know, kind of, you, you wanted, at the same time, like, like it, it was a blessing in disguise, obviously, but, uh, but at the time you're looking at it, you're like, man, you know, like I got drafted by these guys, you know, you, you feel a certain way to where, you know, I, I wish I was able to show them and, you know, prove to them that they made the right choice. But uh, that, you know, that was kind of the moment at the time. But then, you know, as soon as I, I, I got to the raise and knew the opportunity that was, that was there, it was, uh, it, like I said, it was a blessing in disguise. Did it drive you to show them, hey, you guys messed up? Uh, at all because I mean you were an all-star in 06 you were an all-star in 08 and I would argue your best year was in between there in 07 when you led the league in strikeouts yeah I would say it, was, it, it had a little bit to do with it but uh I mean you got to think at the time I'm I'm a rookie I'm I'm trying to establish myself to begin with so I have enough on my plate as it is uh you know I I got enough to motivate me that's that, that's for sure but uh you know that had a little bit more you're 20 years of age when you break into the big leagues that same year. And I mentioned it was a few weeks later that you were in the big leagues after the trade and you faced Ichiro as your first hitter. What was that like? I, I, I said this story before. I feel like I just blacked out then. I, I really did. I, uh, I remember making the pitch. and I don't even remember seeing the plate. And I know I threw it as hard as I could. I looked up and it was, it was, it was the velocity I wanted to. And then I was like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And I remember it was maybe the third pitch into each row, and that was kind of the welcome to the big leagues moment. I mean, it seemed like a routine ground ball and to second base, and it was a bang bang play. You know, I, I honestly thought he was safe. He called him out, and uh, it was just that was a surreal moment. And after that, I was able to settle in. But uh, facing each row the first time, it was there were some nerves going. That's for sure. Did you ever talk to him at all at the 06 or 08 All-Star Games since you were part of both? Uh, I, well, I mean, talk to him a little bit, not, not, not about the, uh, the debut or anything like that. It was just hilarious to have him around. He would, he would say these one-liners and, uh, you know, in the clubhouse when he had meetings and stuff, that was just hilarious. And I remember 06 in Pittsburgh, it was, it was the best BP display I've ever seen in my life. He, every single pitch it looked like he was just playing catch with the ball and didn't even swing hard and he was going like out of the stadium or like an upper deck and then he would be done with bp and go straight to right field and then start just catching balls behind his back it was it was the most impressive thing i ever seen in my life it was uh that was a very cool moment the best contact hitter people say could have been a 40 home run guy if he wanted to if he wanted to i believe it hey in the 08 season spring training do you remember exactly what you said or what led you to say hey you know you, you were probably the first guy that year to say we're gonna be pretty darn good mm -hmm. we're gonna make the playoffs I'm not sure exactly how it went or what I said I knew that I, I thought we were a playoff team I knew that coming in spring training I knew that from 07 how we finished the year and I knew what's you know we had Longoria coming and uh and, and Price he I want to say at the time in 07, maybe maybe we just drafted him or mm -hmm. or he made the September call up. We knew that he was on the way. And coming to spring training, you see Longoria, you see him, and you see Price, and you're like, this is it. We 
you know, we, we're going to be dangerous. And just kind of our personality that we had, it was that we knew we were good. You know, we, we didn't care what stage it was at. We knew that, you know, we were capable of beating anyone. And that's kind of how we approached every game. That's how we, that's how we had to. That's how we had to approach to, you know, in New York, in Boston, played against Boston, New York, at Tropicana. It was, you know, we, we had that swagger. We just felt that even though we were young, we were capable of beating all these powerhouse teams. And you actually missed uh, almost the first month of that season and then come right back and win pitcher of the month for the American League right after. Was that the best month you had? And, and why were you so good during that stretch? Because you had like an ERA over one over the first month or so. That you yeah. I mean, it's crazy looking back on it. Like, I honestly, if, if you had to put a percentage of what I felt, I, I did the whole entire season because we, we ended up having – Price and I had like almost the same injury the exact same day at our first inter squad game. It was a, it was a strained tricep, and uh, you know I don't know how he seemed like he recovered just fine throughout the entire <laughs> thing. But uh, you know for me it just felt like throughout the entire year it it, uh, it it just felt like like it was just kind of a naggingness with me the entire time, and maybe it just you know, kind of just slowed things down for me or, or just, you know, made me focus a little bit more. I don't know what it was, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I hit the ground running once I, once I started coming back, everything was, was falling into place as far as my, my delivery and everything. It's, you know, it's, it, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun to be able to, cause I wanted to get back as quick as possible you know, mm -hmm. with, with everything that was going on. I just wanted to be, be there with the guys and contribute. And, um, uh, you know, was fortunate enough to be able to get back. There was, and keep there was one series you didn't pitch in just because it wasn't your turn. But I've mm -hmm. asked a lot of guys about this. The Boston fight, Fields, Coco. Where were you when it happened? And do you have a good backstory to what was going on, to where you were when everything broke? I was right there. I was right there in the dugout with everyone. Um, I mean, if you have to look back and, and what I remember is I remember Johnny Gomes right there at the front step like he was a uh, uh in the olympics running the 40 yard dash he had his hand one hand on the ground the other one all the way up just like waiting for waiting for the shotgun start and uh it happened he rushed we all went out there and i remember i was in a pile and and out of all out of all everything that happened it was matt garza that came that came i ended up making the turn and garza went to go swing at someone and just elbowed me square in my jaw. And I probably, I mean, I couldn't even, my jaw hurt for like a week and a half, two weeks. But uh, I mean, that's, that's the main thing I remember about that. But uh, I mean, it was crazy. It was, it was wild. It happened so fast. Was it a galvanizing moment for the team? You already felt they were good. There are some guys who say it brought everybody really together. It did. Oh, for sure. For sure. It did. It knew, we knew that we had everyone's back. We knew that, we were a team that wasn't going to take anything from the big guys. You know, we knew how good we were. We knew we were capable of doing, and we had the guys, we had the guys to protect us. So it, it just seemed like the perfect storm. You know, the veterans that we had, we had Hensky and, and, and Cliffy, those two guys, they, I mean, they played a huge role in the team that we were. You know, a lot of people, you know, maybe discount, chemistry nowadays I mean I feel like that was 
huge for us to be able to have those guys in the locker room, the professionalism, and just just how easy going they were and made everyone loose. It was, it, it, you know, it was a great atmosphere. I want to hit on a couple of playoff moments, but before that, you were the actual winning pitcher in the All-Star game. You weren't supposed to pitch, right? I mean, it went 15 innings. Yeah, yeah, I was not supposed to pitch. Uh, it was like my bullpen day. I pitched two days before that. So I thought there was no way, no way at all. And uh, next thing you know, I think it was like one fifteen in the morning. And I look up and we get, uh, we ended up getting the third out. And, uh, you know, Tito makes the call. And I go up there and make my pitches. Thank God, uh, Morneau ended up catching a liner that doubled off someone and, and uh, got me out of there. And, you know, I told Tito I had another one in me, but I, I don't know how it was going to go. Thank God we ended up pulling it off in that bottom half of the inning. But, uh, but yeah, I think that was – as long as it was on the go, I was probably going to stay out there for at least probably a couple more innings to try to get that win, try to get the home field advantage. Well, you did. Um, and, and I also wonder what would have happened if – I think this team would have won the World Series if game five finished. Um, say that. Finished I say that all. Yeah. That was that was tough for us. That was the World Series. The game six, game seven after that, that was the entire World Series because, you know, the position that we were in after, I want to say the sixth inning, um, I'm not sure how long I pitched there. Maybe it was six, just six innings. And, <laughs> and I came into the, came into the dugout, uh, the clubhouse actually, and they started I, – I didn't like it, but, but, you know, what am I going to tell them to do? They, uh, you know, they started uh, – putting up all the banners, all the, uh, the plastic around the uh, lockers and everything. And, you know, next thing you know, it was hit, hit, <laughs> walks. I mean, it was – it happened so fast. And I'm watching the whole thing, and next thing you know, 15 minutes later, you start pulling all the stuff down. And, and I mean, it was just – it was that was a horrible, horrible game, horrible memory to be able to – you know, we thought that we'd be able to ride into that, into the, uh, into the World Series. And next thing you know, we're, we're back at home fighting for our life. It was, uh, it was a crazy two games, but it was something that hopefully we, we wish we didn't, have to, we didn't have to do. Of course. You still got the ring in the American League that year for winning the whole thing. What were you, what's going through your head, though, when it's 7 nothing? I mean, when you finally, when, when you would have, you know, Seventh inning stretch hits seven zip, three games to one. Could you have really seen that coming though? What? Could I, could I really them them coming back in game like it, it, when you get when you get not shake a, hands, you, you're thinking we're good. Not not especially the way we were playing that entire series, the entire playoffs. You know we were we were cruising, and and then all of a sudden they just did not miss one pitch. It was like it was just like back at. Like, I want to say, I want to look back on it, but it seemed like it was, like, a total of, like, 13 pitches and, like, five runs. It was it was just – it was it was nonsense. It was crazy. And, uh, you know, I'm just sitting there feel like, helpless. You know, I wanted to get back into the dugout. I'm like, okay, is this is bad luck me being in the clubhouse? And then, you know, it was just a, it was just a mess, you know. And you would put them in, a, obviously, in a great position that day, but I also remember the White Sox game that you pitched – in game two and really battled your tail off to help that team go up to uh what do you remember about that? Cause that was your first ever playoffs or what were the nerves like? Nerves were, see that I honestly, 
I couldn't tell you two two things about that game. Like the nerves were 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 going like crazy, and as they should be. You know, it's your first playoff game. You know, I I I blacked out. I really did. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I I remember the crowd. I remember the atmosphere, but I can't. I cannot pinpoint one play for you I really can't because I haven't even looked back at the game to be honest with you and I need to uh but uh you know I just remember us going up there and and us just being on just in the clouds knowing we were capable of doing and being in the in the playoffs and 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 just enjoying the moment do you remember where you were when uh Aki stepped on second where you were in the dugout where what what I was in the bullpen in game seven, the yep. Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was probably the highest one in the in the in the dog pile when I jumped on. I mean, I had to I had to jump from like from like four feet away to be able to to get over to the dog pile and get on top because uh, you know I was running as fast as I could from the from the bullpen. But uh, I mean, what a moment! You know, I remember the Tropicana Field. I don't, I don't know. I, I want to say it was still on record as like one of the loudest playoff games ever. I remember I could not hear myself think it was just like that. It was, it was nuts. It was, it was something that was very cool. Was that year your most fun? And if so, if not, what, what compared? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't think I could name a more fun year than, than 08. 07 was fun. Uh, but to be able to, to go to a world series, that was, that was a ton of fun, but, you know, I've, I've had a, I've had a wavy career, you know, definitely, a you know, it's, it's something where, you know, I take a lot of pride and, and, and have a lot of memorable starts in, in Cleveland and Oakland, just being able to come back and, and make the all-star game with Oakland. And, you know, we, we actually played the Rays, uh, mm-hmm. in Cleveland, uh, you know, the, the wild card game, mm-hmm. you know, when I was there. So, uh, you know, memories like that, it's, you know, there's a lot of them, you know, for all different reasons, but 2008 would, would definitely be number one. You know, at the top of this, I said you were the first pitching star. I really do feel that. I mean, CC was the first real position player star. You were a, a multiple time all-star, you know, just as Shields was making his debut in 06, he went to the all-star game for the first time. Does there is there a level of pride with being like kind of the first for a franchise, so to speak? Uh, sure, sure. I, mean, I took a lot of pride in in, in uh, the earlier years when we were wearing uh, the green and wearing the vests. You know, wearing the wearing the dry, dry fit shirts underneath. Uh, you know, I had a lot of we had a lot of fun times. DJ and and Crawford being able to come up. You know, both of us rookies at the same time. And then you got Crawford; he's a couple years in, and just seeing the the talent and just the raw talent that he has and being able to to watch him every day i remember i want to say what was it maybe 2006 uh with crawford when it was in toronto i mean i might i might have the year wrong where he ended up having i don't know it was it was like five for five with like two homers six stolen bases just being able to watch that you know throughout the years is you know that was that was that was very fun well, we had a lot of fun watching you, and it's been a lot of fun chatting with you, too. I certainly hope this comeback uh, includes a, a great chapter to it, and hopefully the, the wave that you've been riding goes all the way up. Now you can you know, surf your way home into a, into a nice finish. There you go. There you go. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we hope that you have enjoyed our chat with Scott Casimir today. We hope you also stay safe, uh, and we will chat with you soon.